Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Let's do it like three men and a baby. Let's do it like two guys a girl on a pizza pace. Let's do it like two and a half men. And let's do it like every other sitcom that I have not mentioned. And that's the only way we know how to do it. Strong, sexy, and sophisticated. The three S's of this podcast. What's a pizza pace? <laughs> a pizza place. Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards for every episode of the show. Tonight, we're covering Season 10, Episode 11, Door Jam, which originally aired on January 7th, 2003. Is this when we asked Niles, are you my mummy? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Hey Curtis, let's jam. Great. Also with us today is our radioactive plutonium member, it's Bradley Kirkston. Fun fact, door jam was my nickname in high school. Not fun, not a fact. Because you kept doors open? Is that why? No, because I just kept getting in the way. Ba-boom, boom. That, that's not what door jams do. Door <laughs> jams have utility, unlike you. I am full utility. I'm a full utility vehicle. What? What, what Ryan said was genuinely clever. What you said was garbage. <laughs> just absolute nonsense. Guess what? This isn't the Olympics. We're not giving out gold medals for great phrases, so... I don't know what to tell you. What medal do you think you'd get for great phrases? A bronze. A bronze. I'm not ready for gold level yet. Obviously. You wouldn't even get a bronze for just the people on this podcast. What would be your bronze winning phrase? Great question. I think I would win it actually for a phrase I didn't even create. I think I would win it for doing my Andrew Dice. Plagiarism. For my Andrew Dice Clay impersonation. Let's hear it. Hickory dickory duck. The mouse went off the clock. (laughs) That's just your Bernie again. No, No, that's that's my Andrew Dice Clay. It it is definitely your Bernie. (laughs) This is my Bernie. This is my Andrew Dice Clay. Your Andrew Dice Clay is just Bernie going through puberty? No, that was just my voice cracking because I'm finally becoming a real boy. A real boy? This is what the best scientists in the world are telling us. Yeah, you know, Brad's a wooden creature. Yeah. What are we here to talk about? What's going on? This might be an interesting question. Have you ever been to any kind of a spa? Have you have you pampered yourself? Yes. I, yes. I assume, Brad, you don't do well in a spa. I have an insane story of a spa that you guys both know. All right, before we tell it, I want to tee it up. Brad hates to be t- so there's no way that you do well in spas of any kind. Like, if I come up to you and just kind of pat you on the arm, you freak out. Sorry, so when I've gone to a spa, I've never gone to the massage part. I've only gone to, like, the, the bathing spas, like the saunas, the steam rooms, like that part of a spa. That makes sense. That actually yeah. clears things up a it lot. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, sorry, I've never had a massage, but I've been to, like, the spa baths before. Are you the old guy who's naked in there? No. Uh, no. Well, yes, yes yeah. I have been naked, but I'm not, the, I'm not the old guy that's naked. You're not the oldest guy. So I went to Las Vegas with my two friends, one of them who's been on this podcast, Ryan Hyken and uh, Gregory Pineapple. His real name is Wineapple, but I thought I'd be cooler in in post. Not getting a bronze for that. I'll tell you that. (laughs) And we were in Las Vegas, and this was many, many moons ago, uh, 2018. And they just legalized marijuana in Las Vegas. So me and my buddies, we really at that point hadn't done that much. So we decided just to just to do a little bit. Now, so far, my friend Craig has not been to this podcast, but he is a moron. And we decided to listen to him. And he told us to take this amount of marijuana. Him not coming on the podcast is maybe the least moron thing he's ever done. I know, right? He told us how much to take. And we listened to him. That was the first bad idea. This was your first real bout with marijuana, I guess? Correct. Correct. And we took triple the amount that we should have taken. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Vegas is not the place to do marijuana anyway. No, and also not the place to go to a spa. 
when you're super high. Actually, spa super high sounds kind of fun. So it started off fun. We got there. We were all making jokes. We were laughing. Everyone probably just thought we were fun. Not really Not really the vibe you want to go for a spa. Yeah, I know. A couple <laughs> ridiculous things happened. We were in uh, the sauna, okay? And I have... I'm like freaking out at this point. I'm like, oh my God, I can't remember how to get another sauna. I'm going to have to live here the rest of my life. This is my new home. Like these are the thoughts going through my head. And then I see Greg walk out and go and I go to, I say, think to myself, oh, if Greg can do it. I can do it. Um, so, so, so I just get up and leave. So I was like, oh, cool. Good accomplishment. Then we're in the, there's a, like a big hot tub. There's another guy in there too. I assume he probably heard this whole entire conversation, but I don't know this for sure. Greg comes up to me and goes, Brad, oh my God, my penis fell off. <laughs> and I was like, Greg, I, I'm, I'm telling you, your penis did not fell off. I can see it. It's there. He's like, are you sure, man? I was like, I'm sure. You're staring You're staring at his dick right now? I, I had to double check. Was his pants down? Oh, it was a spa. We were all naked. Everyone was naked. You don't, Just to be clear, you don't have to be naked in a spa. Well, okay. Just to be clear, I have no idea if everyone was naked or if me hiking and Greg with only naked people, <laughs> in all honesty. I don't really know. You were at a 7-Eleven. It wasn't even a spa. So wait, he's not he's not like a fatty. Like why why couldn't he tell he had a dick? I don't know. I know he's very I... high, but like you still can see things. Then we're just like walking around, hanging out. Next thing I know, I'm standing there eating a banana completely naked. Hiken's eating an orange. We just look at each other and go, I, I think it's time to go to go. I think it's time to leave, man. So then we go and change, which felt like it took forever to change out of our bathing out of actually, I guess we were naked, so to put on any clothing. Uh it felt like it took forever. <laughs> Then next thing I know, we got completely lost in the hotel and we're all freaking out. Like, like this is like almost anxiety attack, freaking out. Which for you isn't that far away from normal. But yeah. And then my two best friends got in a huge fight that night, mostly because of me, because Greg's like, let's go out. And I was like, yeah, I can go out. And Hike's like, Brad cannot move right now. And I kept saying to Greg, give me like 10 minutes. Give me like 10 minutes, man. And then Hike and Greg started like screaming at each other. And next thing I know, I was eating chicken fingers in my bed. So I was happy. How does the food just keeps appearing? in this story again this entire thing took place naked in a 7-eleven <laughs> <laughs> it, it could have been a wawa <laughs> in vegas uh sorry it could have been a speedway i don't know i'm just naming convenience stores your favorite thing to do correct i'm not a big spa guy i don't really don't really get care for any of it to be honest i i yeah you don't seem like a spa guy i i do not like massages i don't love a massage either. like it's fine it's an okay experience here's my thing it's too long like I know people that do hour-long massages. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me. I once went to a three-hour massage. You went oh to a three-hour massage? You could have watched Lord of the Rings. Instead, you got yeah, a three-hour massage. That sounds horrible. So when, when friend of the show, Sneha Kogan, got married, she she got married in India, and I went to, to the wedding. And while I was there, I was traveling with uh, another friend of ours. One of the things she really wanted to do was get, like, a, a massage. Um, I almost said phrase tantric massage, which is clearly not what they were called. But, um, uh, but she That's wanted okay. to get this. What, what is that? There's some kind of special massage they do in India. Anyway, she wanted to go to one. And so we found, I mean, everything's so cheap there. So like, I think we paid 70 bucks for a three hour massage. I think one hour was like a back massage. And then one of the hours was a foot massage, which felt very strange. That's too long for a foot that, massage. Yeah. You're in a you're in a porno at that point. And I don't remember what the third hour was. Well, I guess it wasn't memorable. 
I never had a massage. I didn't know what they were supposed to be like. What the hell an intro massage that is? Oh my God. I guess she was expecting like professionals who were doing like therapeutic things the way like Daphne would do. It was just people rubbing, like just kind of rubbing around for three hours. Like there was no therapeutic aspect to it. So now do you go to, do you go to like massage parlors and they're like, it's an hour and you're like, I'm a pro. I've done three hour massages. I'm good. They're like, what, what, what is this? A drive through massage? An hour. <laughs> I've ne- I've never had a massage since. I don't really have any desire to. You've had one massage and it was three hours long, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And in, in in India, that's bananas. Mm-hmm. That's weirder than Brad's story. Should we uh, find out how Frazier's show involves massage? That's one of the worst transitions I've ever attempted. Yes. When, let's where see, was the let, transition? I missed it. Let's see how Frazier talks about massages and go. <laughs> that transition felt like it was three hours. <laughs> We open with a tram running through Seattle. Daphne's at work. Marty wants her to watch Rockford with him. Frazier is reading about the exclusive and elusive La Porte de Jean from a mailer he stole from Cam Winston. All right. I mean, yeah. right away. Upside down alert. Daphne's not an American citizen 10 seasons deep. That's, that's crazy. Do we know that? Is that something they stated? They said something about it in the in the front of the scene. Daph, you know, they're showing the first ever episode of Rockford today. If you're really serious about becoming an American citizen, maybe you ought to watch it. I thought Marty said something casual, like, if you really want to be an American, you need to watch the Rockford Files. <laughs> I think he said, if you want to become an American citizen, you have to watch. No, I don't. I don't think Marty would use that many words. I don't think so. <laughs> if you're not from America, watching the Rockford Files will make you more of an American. It's just known. Is this a real show? I d- no. Yeah, Rockford Files was a real show. Correct. It starred Brad. It didn't star Brad. I'm asking Brad to say who. It started. starred Brad. Yeah, yeah. Who else? <laughs> Goldie Hawn. Brad. I was in the Rockford Files, which I think came out 1974. So I was, you know, 14. <laughs> It started. Do you know who James Gardner is? Um, is that Judy Gardner? No. I'm sorry, what? Is that Judy <laughs> Gardner? Who's Judy Gardner? Isn't that the Wizard of Oz? Judy Garland. What did you say? <laughs> James Gardner. Julia Gardner. <laughs> the, the the Tin Man. Oh wait, Julia Gardner is the chick from uh, uh, the Ozarks. The hick chick. Okay. We are we are totally getting off subject now. But the Rockford <laughs> Files was a great American television show, so it totally makes sense that someone who's not from America should watch it to become more Americanized. Who's the main guy from Who's Who's Rockford? Uh, the guy who played Maverick. Is that helpful? Yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise. No, uh, <laughs> Noah Beery Jr. Sorry, what? That's Rocky Rockford. His name is Rocky Rockford. The dad is. That's the dad. Yeah, I'm watching this show. I'm putting this on right now. You'd like it, I bet. I probably would like it. I probably would think that I look and act like Johnny Rockford or Rocky Rockford. Rocky. But so, all right, let's go back to this episode. I have a question for you too, because you have both lived in a lot of apartments, uh, a lot of different apartments, a lot of different apartments. Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. Have you have you ever switched mailboxes with somebody? Is that something that happens? Is that what no. the setup was? Just another piece of Cam Winston's mail has found its way into our box. It's been happening a lot since we switched mailboxes, even after I gave the postman a stern lecture. Especially after. I didn't care. Yes. I thought it was just yes. the mailman was delivering no. to the wrong place. No, he made a comment that they recently switched mailboxes. That's not a thing people do. They didn't say that. I've lived in a lot of apartments, like a lot of apartments, like Brad, a lot of apartments. And I got to tell you, <laughs> wait, 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 one more time, one more time, one more time. <laughs> a lot of apartments. Thank and you. There's no mailbox switching unless you switch apartments. I've lived in a lot of apartments, like a lot. 
Okay. Um, a lot of apartments. I don't know if you realize. I mean, I'm saying a lot of apartments. I mean, when I think Curtis, I think a lot of apartments. Yeah, a lot of apartments. And I don't, you know, all the lot of apartments I've stayed in, I don't know that I've ever experienced that either. Great. I'm so glad we finally have a name of our podcast. A lot of apartments. I switched uh, apartments in the same building once. And I honestly don't remember if I switched the mailboxes or not. <laughs> you didn't check the mail. Don't pretend like I did. you ever checked the mail. I have no idea. Maybe Vit checked the mail. I, I was going to say, your Vit seems like a type of guy that would love to check the mail i don't know what he did all day that sounds about right i don't know what he did all day and i lived with him as well we've all lived with him he's the only through line in in our group really <laughs> that's true that's weird um, again trying desperately to get back to the episode should we be scenting our mail okay. do you guys do that scenting our mail yeah that's what the, oh what's, we do yeah what's, what's the name of the place the portajon <laughs> that's what we're going to be calling it the portajon brian you probably did not see this because you don't read the notes but curtis wrote it out aesthetically so he could say it easier i still did it wrong aesthetically yeah. <laughs> you wrote it beautifully <laughs> I didn't think about it, but I think it literally probably is a joke on Portageon. I think that is probably <laughs> what they're actually doing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the writers try to be funny. They always try. They always try. That's not a bad one. Uh, but yeah, should we send our mail? Because that was a weird thing. They really comment on the balsa wood, and it's like, ah, that seems like a lot of time to spend on parchment. I don't think I would ever do that. I don't even send it myself. I searched it, and I, I added the word translate, hoping that it would give me whatever the, the translation is in English. But instead, I got a Reddit post. From r slash Frasier. Uh, by the way, not the favorite place to talk about this podcast. The favorite place for this podcast is r slash Turkey. That was season 11. Is that still in season 10? <laughs> <laughs> it said it took me a long time to realize that La Porte de Jean means the silver door. Oh. Wow. So there you go. Okay. All right. Not, not as exciting as I was hoping, but whatever. Well, it makes no sense. We'll get into it later, but that doesn't make sense. They use the expression frou-frou a bunch. Is that still mm. something people say? On Frasier. Okay, fair enough. I think so. In fairness, they you know, are frou-frou. You know what frou-frou means. Yeah, yeah like yeah, when yeah. someone says it, something comes to mind for you. Okay. I think it's one of those phrases that if you said it to somebody who had never heard that word before, if it was completely new to them, they would it would be unmistakable. They would know exactly what you meant. It just sounds like what it means. You're the English major, so I trust your judgment. I do think even if you are frou-frou, though, you will be insulted by being called frou-frou. That's the impression I was getting, yeah. Totally. Uh, were you guys intrigued by by not knowing what it was? I was pretty excited for this. Like, Marty and Daphne were really, they were really shitting on it. And it's like, how can you not be a little intrigued? Like, come on. Well, I also think the two of them are, pro- are probably used to the two of them getting excited over stupid things that no one cares about besides Frasier well, and Niles. The point they say that they're like, the two of us don't know about it. That is enough for me as well. Like, if me and Court don't know mm. about a place, I'm at least intrigued. I don't care if it's like a shitty taco place. I'm still intrigued. Yeah, but you two aren't morons like Niles and Frazier, though. Nicest mm. thing you've ever said to me. You, thank I'm you. writing that down. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess if I got an, an invite to something I didn't understand, I, I'd probably be intrigued. Because it's Frazier, I knew it was something dumb, and I wasn't really that piqued. But I do enjoy Daphne and Marty kind of bonding over how much they are not into the snobbery coming from Fraser and Niles. I, I enjoyed how much they were just kind of like mocking them openly. This isn't the first time we've seen that. They're a fairly strong, cohesive unit when going against the brothers Crane. I do yes. like that we can use the expression snobbery. Not even sure if it's a real word. Um, but Def- definitely a word and if it isn't it is now very okay. useful first of all first of all it is my word I use the word snobbery what you're doing is snobbery robbery we need a snobbery robbery alarm like hashtag ooh, snobbery ooh, robbery yeah I don't even know if hashtags are still a thing but Brad, it's so yeah Brad, don't don't try to create drops on your own <laughs> 
<laughs> not your not your department, bud. I was a little snobbery robbery out of you, Brad. <laughs> the both were. Both were snobbery robbery from him. I, anyway. I, I, shit, I should rob something. Here's what you do. Go to a university, find a student, and have them hack into something for you. Ooh, okay. Did you miss that that's a reference to this episode and this scene? Didn't get, didn't get it at all. I don't know what yeah, you're talking they, about. <laughs> they're so desperate to figure out what this, uh, what the Port of John is, that they theorize they can go to the university, find a student who will oh, yes. use his computer knowledge <laughs> yes. to hack in. Then Marty just tells them, go to the address and ask what they are. I'll tell you what, O3 internet security? Yeah, that probably would fly. Seattle's got some good schools, I assume. Whoever uh, ran the sperm bank's computer system, find that guy. Yeah, definitely. It's weird that you assume it's a guy, but yes, I agree. I would have liked the scene for Marty uh, to go down there and do some some Rockford investigation. I thought we could have had that scene. That's a really interesting point. Yes, with the only caveat being he doesn't leave the apartment that often. So This would be such if if his only time he left the apartment was either a coffee shop or one time going to a day spa, that'd be amazing. Well, maybe and because this is the fun game I get to play because I haven't seen the new season, maybe they bring him back to life and they go to the spa with him on a new episode? Yep. I don't know. Uh, spoiler alert. Yep. Nailed okay. it. That's actually the whole season. <laughs> Curtis, you have to do the plug for watching the other episodes. Eh, no. So, <laughs> I do think you're right, though. It would have been an interesting take if Marty, who is so desperate to see himself in this episode as a sleek detective, tried to detective what is this place. They could easily write that in. Yeah, they set it up perfect. Yeah, no, you're right on that one, but... They just had too much other things to talk about in this episode. We got a first title card, Plan B. They arrive at what turns out to be a day spa, and Niles pretends to be Cam Winston to get them in. As much as I would have loved Marty doing the Rockford bit, by far the best title card we've ever had. Oh, absolutely. But well, we were just I'm... complaining how long they are, and this one was... It was two and words, sweet. and it was a joke. It was great. What was your first reaction to the reveal that it was the spa? Why did, it took a while before you realized what it was, which I thought that Correct. was pretty fun. I did like that it wasn't just obvious, yeah. This is not the first time that Paramount Plus has steered me wrong, but this is another instance where the thumbnail of the episode gave it away i like i saw some of the, what they looked like at the end of the episode oh. <laughs> it was not a surprise that it was a day spa for me there wasn't a lot of choice right like it was either going to be a fancy restaurant or something like this there wasn't I, I, a ton of options cigar club is what i thought it'd be kind of fun and, and they and they would be like actual people there and, and they'd have more like conversations and it'd be funny i do wish there was actual people yeah that would yeah help. how sparks let's talk about how sparks behind the desk yes I love love how smart. I don't know what you're saying to me. Is that a that sounds like a you you remember we love the nineties or whatever. Yeah. We love the eighties. The person did seem familiar. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of terrible TV shows that no one watches, except for me. Oh, he is familiar. You you were a big fan of Queer as Folk? I have never seen an episode of Queer as Folk. Have you, Curtis? I've heard good things about it. No, I've never really watched it. I don't remember him in Dude Where's My Car, but I definitely remember that. Yes, guy. he played one of the aliens. One of not the aliens, one of the cult leaders uh oh. in Dude Where's My Car. Was he Zoltan? He was he was like the he wasn't actually Zoltan, but he was like the head guy for Zoltan. Main main Zoltan. Guy. Yeah, Zoltan. I don't think that's it though. Zoltan. What do you what do you suppose the overlap is of fans of Frasier and fans of Dude Where's My Car? <laughs> is it just you two? Well, Hal, Hal Sparks, probably. <laughs> He'd probably be in on the conversation. <laughs> what, did you guys see Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town? Where he played No. Lance? At one point I heard they were bringing back Queer as Folk, but it was gonna be all females this time. That's just your shitty idea. No, I no, I told you all of my ideas have actually happened. Yeah, I don't think I know this guy. The only thing I really remarked on this episode was uh when they when they are finally admitted the episode, into the on the whole episode. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry. <laughs> the only thing I really noted on this scene was that when uh, they're finally admitted into the spa and are given a little care package of like robes and slippers and things, it's got on it a stalk of wheat and river rock. Frazier, Frazier. River rocks and a stalk of wheat. And Niles is so excited about it. As soon as I saw that, I texted one of my staff members and said, our next staff gift, we got to give them uh, stalks of wheat. Gotta give this, and she was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Doesn't matter." I hope you, I hope you didn't clarify. I already talk about Fraser too much at work, and they all think I'm a weirdo. So I just said, "Buy me a bunch of stalks of wheat." Be fair to yourself; they know you're a weirdo. Yeah, I mean, for sure. If you say, "Just get me a bunch of stalks of wheat," it sounds like you're getting super into settlers of Catan. Do you want a day spa to be secret? Is that a valuable feature of a day spa? He says something crazy. He says, "We discourage word of mouth." What kind yes. of a business is this? Yeah, I don't get it. Also, how can you be invite only? I also like I I get that at like a restaurant, a small restaurant, being like invite only. But like I imagine, uh, I, I because like whatever. But I imagine at a spa, like they would quantity, like they wouldn't be I able think. to. Yeah, so they, they like, seem like they rush a few more people through there. Yeah, I mean the whole I, we didn't get like the full tour of the spa, but it did not seem like they were using the real estate correctly. Yeah, I mean I think they were hoping this is going to be like a Gmail situation, but it probably is going to turn into like a Google Plus situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google Plus reference. You don't get that every day. No, yeah, I don't because it's not a thing, I don't think. Has it been since about two days after it launched? Did you yeah. have Vitaly had a Google Plus account? That I remember. Of course he did. I never had one. Did the spa sound like pretty regular to you? Like even the things that Fraser was getting really excited about and challenging Niles' manhood to somehow? Like even that sounded not that crazy. The Ayurvedic massage sounds splendid. Two therapists at once using hot stones and a blend of essential oils personally created for your dosha. I think I'll have the aromatherapy Swedish. Oh, Niles. Look at this bounty. Take a risk. Be a man. A Chardonnay rose hip salt glow. Ah, that's more like it. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed pretentious, like every spa. Am I supposed to know what that is? It didn't sound to me like something everybody would get. Like it sounded, it didn't seem safe. It just sounded like another weird frou-frou thing. Wait, are you saying the one Niles got or the one Fraser got? The one Niles got. I, did, I, I remember what it was called. Niles wanted a Swedish massage. That's like just standard massage. Is that what he asked for? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I guess next time I'll just like pay attention to the episode. Yeah, I guess just wa- just watch it. <laughs> we get another title card. After the rubbing, Fraser and Niles glow about their experience. However, when they are denied access through the gold door, their attitude sour. Yeah, not a big fan of that title card. I didn't. I didn't note it. You didn't note after the rubbin. Oh yeah, actually, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> no, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's after the rubbin. Uh this place. This place is fucking wild. Yeah, First of all, <laughs> the shit they give you like on checkout is weird. A weird list that's, I guess, atoned to their their peoples. But then you find out there's a, a gold door that they're just flaunting right at checkout. Like, but you can't get in. It's not like you can order it or like upgrade your membership. You just have to be on a new secret list. Like, it's crazy. It is. The woman literally gives him no option for how he could possibly achieve it. It's literally just, you are not on the list. Live with it. It's invite only. Why is it there? Why Why wouldn't you have, like, a special secret entrance or something it, crazy? It's, it's invite only. That's fine, I guess. It's still weird. Like, terrible business model. But but what is going on? Yeah, I'm glad you guys are focusing on that. I was focusing on Fraser's five-year-old temper tantrum that he went on. This fits everything we've seen out of both cranes. Nothing was out of place for either one of them here. Here's I, And you're, you're right about that. But before we even get into the temper trainer, when they're still just reeling about their experience, they get the bill. And both of them, they're balking at it. Like, they're like, this is a little much. How was everything? Oh, heaven. Nirvana. 
Donna. <laughs> I'm so glad. Now, this is a breakdown of your services. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Nirvana ain't cheap. <laughs> it's a strange reaction, right? Because it's not like, it's yeah. not like a, how can I ever afford this reaction or like... Uh, Yes, they reacted to how much it was. I got the vibe more that they were like happy with how expensive it was. Like, oh that no, they, definitely. That they, could, that they could brag about how much money they spent. Was they kind of seemed the they seemed nervous about spending that kind of money. Like they they had made a mistake. I didn't think, but I didn't think nervous. Yeah, I didn't say nervous. They immediately transitioned to let's do it every month. Yeah, that's why I kind of got like they were like that they could brag about it is the vibe I got based on that comment. They gave a vibe like like the waiter put in one extra entree, like that's how much it was. It wasn't like an egregious amount. It was just a little more than they expected, which is a weird thing to kind of complain about after saying it was amazing two sentences earlier. See, the way I read it was that they were shocked by the price, but because they're all about appearances. They didn't want to give away to anybody there, including the woman working the counter, that they were surprised by it. They were trying to hold, they were holding back their shock. Yeah, but then it's weird to make the comments to the person that you have to pay. I think it was to each other. Let's continue to psychoanalyze Fraser. That seems like a good use. The whole point of the show or the podcast, whatever this thing is. Rockford's grumpy old dad reminds Daphne of Marty. This offends him as he sees himself as a Rockford, the detective the ladies love. Allison Frazier, continue to whine. Yeah, there was a lot of nonsense in this scene that was not even discussing. When I say I don't like Marty, this is exactly what we're talking about. The this scene is, yeah. is so annoying. He's not just a annoying strong, top to bottom. Not a strong Marty scene. I'll give you that. He acts like a 10-year-old where he's just like, oh, I thought I was the big tough guy. And he's like, no, I thought you were the old guy. And he's like, oh, I don't even want to watch TV with you ever again. Oh, I hate everything. Get out. Yeah, he's a crane. He's behaving exactly like his sons do. Yeah, but he does it in a 10-year-old way. Like, for some reason, his sons act like a more mature, annoying version of it. No. No, they do not. Daphne says to Niles something about, you're always going to be in my exclusive club. And he, he says to her face, that is all I need. And then immediately, again, with her right there, turns to Frasier to continue complaining about not getting into the exclusive club. It was funny. I, Daphne, this is another <laughs> weird Daphne scene for me, though, where she like she's like a little more lovey-dovey with Niles than I kind of expect out of the rest of her character. Like, she's, she's a lot colder and harsher to everyone else. And sometimes to Niles, and then sometimes she's like super lovey-dovey, mushy to him, which she was this episode. The, the Daphne in my head is like, Niles, stop being an idiot. And that is not really what happens here. Yeah, you expect her to be a little bit more uh, bringing back down to earth. More of first scene, Daphne, actually, is what we got. But then this scene, she's just like, oh, whatever you want. I just want to make sure your life's amazing all the time. Well, she also does, I think she, I think it's this scene where it starts, where she sort of does the same thing with Marty, where she sees how he reacts to being called old and immediately and very obviously tries to placate him by saying, oh, I didn't mean that. Well, she just wanted to watch Rockford. Well, we all agree, Rockford's the show. That's what we should be doing this rewatch podcast about. That's what what next season's going to (laughs) be. Guys, we're going to do a Rockford. A reverse Rockford? Reverse Rockford. It rings so much better than our stupid show. Roz has all of Frazier's headshots through the years and turned them into a flipbook of his receding hairline. She scolds them for wanting what they can't have, but since she knows the senator, she gets them in to the spa anyway. Can we talk about how nervous I was? I was like, oh my god, we're still not at the coffee shop? Finally, on, C- on, episode- on scene five, we finally make it. Five. Nope, let's redo that. Finally, at scene five, we make it to the coffee shop. Brad, 
I want you to take an improv class. I want you to learn what a bit is. <laughs> I've taken lots of improv classes. I don't believe that. But no, finally we got to make it to the coffee shop. I was so happy. I was so nervous. Okay. And then what happened when we got there? Were you happy we got there? Or were you happy with the results? Yes, because I actually thought this was the best scene of the episode. Oh, really? I, I 100% I think this is the best scene of the episode. Watching, watching, um, what's her name? Rhonda? That's not her name. Um, Rizzo. Wa- Rizzo, thank you. Roz, Roz. I was not getting there. Um, oh, boy. Watching Roz get excited about the um, headshots was the funniest part of this episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was the funniest part, but it was fine. This is just an excuse to get her in the episode. That she doesn't really have a storyline at all. It's just one little one-note joke. But you're right. It punches above its weight. It's uh, pretty good. It's much better use of, of one-shot Roz than we've had in the past, for sure. But well, well, I, where I will give uh, Fraser credit is his, like, annoyance of it does help make it funnier i will say oh actually you know what i loved when she was going through all the possible doors and then she lists a plutonium door and niles claps back at her and he makes a super funny face while he's like plutonium door you would get you get radiation poisoning you can never have a plutonium door loved that bit (laughs) that was good yeah what do you think about the implication that she had an affair with a sitting senator that didn't bat an eye. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, <laughs> just the fact that Roz is going to step in for four minutes and hook it up for him, yeah, that's exactly what I expected. Yeah, it's her role. The, the only thing that surprised me is that she knows CPR. The slut who uh, gets things for Frasier is really her whole character, isn't it? I don't think slut, I, I don't even like the use of slut, but like definitely right. free, freewheeling with her sexuality. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. That's that, you're right. that, is, that, is the better, that is the better way to frame it. She, she does so great with so little but she's given yes it is clear like we we should have had much more screen time with her i hope we get it in the earlier seasons there's no reason to think we will at the moment but like a good part of me hopes that that's what we get out of her like season three season four all the way through season like seven just some Roz heavy stuff but i doubt it they have full episodes where it's just Roz. you don't even see fraser well there's a whole spinoff series i've heard about. i was gonna say you <laughs> If you want John B's say, Daphne placates Marty by feigning that he truly is more of a Rockford. When she then compares him to Colonel Potter from MASH, he pouts again. So this was funny because he gets easily manipulated. And it's like, which is, we, again, we've seen like Marty, he's willing to, he's willing to get taken for a ride. But then she does push it one more note and then he's like, stop it. You're going too hard. I thought that was a weird call out that he made. I thought he would have been happy to be compared to what, Hawkeye? He says, stop it. You're going too far. But then immediately, after that basically concedes that he is happy that she lied to him like he knows the whole time i think that she is is just playing lip service and humoring him and i think he is more than happy to suspend disbelief and just believe that's what's happening even though he knows it's not curtis curtis i'm gonna use your line from earlier he's a crane he just wants his ego brushed exactly brushed his ego painted he wants to have his ego combed (laughs) yes he wants his ego nice and groomed. He would like his e- ego to get blow-dried every once in a while. <laughs> he wants that ego perm, and he's earned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's old enough. You don't have to worry about your hair. Not at that age. <laughs> That's why it's his ego, not his hair. Oh. <laughs> I like Daphne in this one. Yeah. Uh, I think this was really some of our best Daphne stuff, which makes sense because it's only about four minutes of it. She does some great face acting when she gets through the minefield of trying to be nice to Marty, and, he, and she sees how crazy he is 
that he, he he literally does like accept that she's lying to him and just prefers it that way. She makes a face that is just so perfectly encapsulates how crazy that interaction was. It's it's very clear with both the ladies on the show in this episode in particular. Like we they should have much more minutes and they just can't figure out anything to do with these guys. And it's too bad because they, sh- they shoot great shots every time they get a chance. Truly. We get another and I believe our final title card. Door Jam. In the relaxation grotto, Fraser and Niles are in bliss. That is, until they discover a platinum door they aren't allowed through. They go through anyway only to discover themselves locked outside by the dumpster. When they roll Niles in, which is weird but funny, that is like, mm-hmm. like a nightmare of mine. I don't know what is going on. I don't ever want that service. He's wrapped like a literal mummy. It's crazy. What was the purpose of him getting that type of treatment? Did they say? I think just to be funny. I don't know. It's some kind of a wrap, some kind of a body wrap. It's got to have something in it that's good for his skin or something. It's funny because I, as we've talked about less times, I recently just watched the series probably about a year ago now. I remember this episode. I did not remember how it ended, but I was not missing out. Like, it, it was fine. He's what? Oh my God. Wait, Niles is so funny. Like, the way he's rolling around and hopping around. Like, it's again, the David Hyde Pierce physical acting is amazing in this scene. Here's the thing. You, I, I think for me, I was just like, it's the same bit we've seen Niles do a hundred times. Like, this is just typical Niles getting obviously, himself. Obviously, that would not be the same for me. No, but even so, even think about like him being naked in that one like uh, we, that, we uh, haven't seen the way he's rolling around back and forth on that massage table or whatever it is we have he's not, never been constrained like this yeah that's fair but it's like the and same. he's like flipping back and forth to make points to fraser it was great brad you're you're arguing that it's not good because it's the same thing we've been getting before you're the man who literally two minutes ago made a joke about <laughs> being worried about the coffee shop not being there which isn't a joke and you've done like every episode for the past five never said it was a joke it's just my it's own emotions coming up. Yeah, okay, it's definitely just OCD. I just, I just get nervous about no coffee shop. Second off, we're not debating. It, I don't think there's like, a real second off coming out of here. Clearly, clearly, David Hyde Pierce is the best actor on this show. Like that's not a competition. So yes, anything. Oh, I think, does, wait, 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 wait. I don't. It's, I think Frazier's the best actor. David Hyde Pierce is the best physical actor. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I agree with you on that one at all. I don't know if I do either. I think yeah. I think you're right, Brad, about him being. Yes, yeah, I think he's clearly the best actor. No way. What's the argument for Frazier? Frazier does a lot. He has a lot more range. Like, he can be super funny. He can be very, you know, um, empathetic. He can be skilled, unskilled. We've seen a lot of stuff out of him. I think we should save this argument for one of the season recaps because I would like to get into this in more detail because I so disagree with you. It's not even funny. But we'll save that for a season recap. When we do get into it, try to make it funny. No, he won't. (laughs) No comment. Well, okay. I want to get back to the scene a little bit because. Yes, please. When they wheel Niles in. And then Fraser kind of hobbles in, not able to see. I kind of thought where they were going with this is actually the gold package is really awful and painful and uncomfortable, and they don't really like it, but they have to pretend like they do. But they didn't really go that route. What did you think? It definitely didn't seem worth it. It wasn't like, no. oh man, thank God we got in this gold door. Now my body can be constrained and I can get shit on my face. Yeah, there's like an okay room. The way Fraser describes it, well, it's just paradise. <laughs> From the rare exotic orchid, the trompe l'oeil sky, the perfectly bubbled stream. But like, we can see the room. It's, it would be a very cheap room in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. I, I thought I thought it was going to be like immaculate, beautiful. There was going to be something weird about it that would be funny. There was nothing special about that. Like his big thing was like the bubbles are really bubbly in the fountain. It was like a really weird note he had. Where he's like, and I think he described the room as very blue or something stupid. Yeah, he he seems like the guy that like if you gave him if you put him in one room that was one color and you put him in another room and it was the same exact color of painting, but you told him it was done by someone special, he'd be like, I can see the difference. Yeah, that's that's dead on. So when they see the door. I wondered if there was some kind of a disconnect between the writers of this episode and the production designer because they call it out as a platinum door and they explicitly say that it is not a diamond door, but it's a door with a diamond shape on it. it it's funny. I didn't even notice it was a diamond. I thought it didn't even look like a door. I was like, what are they talking about at first? Yeah, like a really Aztec vibe. This is their stupidity. Every other door, and I know they commented on this, but every other door had someone guarding the door. They just thought magically there was a door that no was guarding well no there's key card access to get in the gold door which is really weird that they would then think there isn't key card access for the platinum door but there was also a woman standing out there too in their defense i think you have to label exit doors you know for fire code purposes yeah that's why they don't like word of mouth they don't want they don't want the fire marshal yeah. to find out about this <laughs> they're trying to eschew government regulations that makes sense <laughs> to keep the vibe right in the room you know whatever treatments they got are not fda approved yeah whatever that body wrap shit is Wrapping someone up in a body wrap and then leaving them unattended does seem like a real problem. <laughs> Speaking of the door, once they finally did go outside, did you see the door from the other side? Yeah. It was just like wood, wasn't it? Like a plywood? Yeah, did it look like a door? It doesn't make sense that there was no handle. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I actually don't think that's crazy at all. I feel like that is actually fairly common in a place where you're going to have... What are you talking about? <laughs> You've never seen that? Where like the, the back door that's like the service entrance, like they don't Turns want people going wall. in that door. So it doesn't have a handle. It wasn't even door shaped. It was just a piece of plywood. It yeah, did turn well, into true. like a magic wall. Yeah. yeah. I'm not with you at all, Kurt. Yeah. Out of your damn mind. All right. Well, they also, <laughs> they open the door, bask in the light coming at them from outside. Yes. and. They spent a while looking out this door before they finally step outside. And only once the door is closed behind them, do they realize it's just an alley, which is what was what happened to their eyesight? What was going on there? It's dark room. It was a really bright day. Yeah, it's fine. I thought for a second they were about to show us something magical, the way it took them so long to get to the joke. For a second, it looked like they were doing the Pulp Fiction thing. It's like, mm. we're going to cut away after seeing the gold entrance. Yeah. It is weird also that the door wouldn't just push open because there was clearly no locking mechanisms. That's a good point oh that's right they pulled it open they d- didn't yeah, they? yeah there's no click or anything yeah yeah oh you're right you're that's that's a good catch but it goes back to what you said curtis it does not seem like the writers and the production team were on the same page on this one at one point they, there is an attendant who warns them not to go out that door but the, the way he says it is literally just like you don't you're not allowed out there yeah it doesn't say why which by the way there's no reason why they can't go out there if that's just an exit but i love when fraser uh responds to this with please remain in the relaxation grotto. <laughs> Have crueler words ever been spoken? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I love when they get outside, they do the classic Cards Against Humanity cards where they're just like, bees? And then that becomes a real problem. <laughs> it's a stupid ending. It's all right. I'm glad that that's how they use the door jam. <laughs> Roz and the senator enjoy the Fraser picture book. He rolls her eyes when he has another heart attack. 
Yeah, all right to this one. You know, one of our better ones. As weird as it is, I like the idea that Roz spends her free time showing off this picture book of Fraser losing his hair. And then when when a man is in critical medical need, she just rolls her eyes about it. She's already been there. I get it. Brad, did you like this episode? No. No, I was not a fan of this episode. I thought you asked me a question. Yeah, but you answered it like he just stole one of your kids. I did not think it was that funny. I thought that the A plot was not great. The B plot was all about the Rockford Files. Great show, not necessarily. I like the C plot of just Rosie looking at a picture book. Rosie. Hey, Razzy. It's going to get one of my lower grades. Oh, B plus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a D minus. D minus. Oh, that might be your lowest grade ever. It, it's up there. I was not a fan of this episode. And I did think you, you guys, did you apply the curve? This episode doesn't get a curve. It's season 10. Curve doesn't start to season five, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. What is that's how I talk to you guys? I just said baby all the time. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Well, there's a bit we're going to have to live with for the next few weeks. Curtis, what did you think of this episode? Baby? I put this one at 22 out of 37. I think. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to call a timeout here. I think the last three weeks you went 22, 23, 22. Is that right? We have been in a lull is the problem. Or have you got lazy again and you're just no, giving the same numbers? I, I understand where you're coming from. I have absolutely noticed the same thing. And I, I looked very carefully because I didn't want to just fall into the same trap. And I, I really did think about it. You know, you can no longer say seven. So you're just like, ah, well, 22 to 24. No, I thought about it really hard. I think that this is better than the analyzed kiss episode. It has Julia and the gun nuts. But I, I would rather watch Farewell Nervosa with Barista Steve. Oh, love, love Steve. This episode, like so many of the episodes we've been getting, are just humdrum. They're they're fine. I don't hate them. I don't but I don't mind watching them, but there's nothing special about them. I wish I would have had a better ranking system. I should have gone with Curtis's ranking instead of mine. You could just pick the same number every week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even understand my own system. Brian, what do you say? Yeah. I feel better about it than you two sound like you do are. Do you? Because when you said yeah, you went real high pitched like you were about to lie. Uh, well, I think ultimately I'm gonna land around a five, so it must not be that good. Oh, didn't didn't the last couple episodes didn't you land in the range of about five huh? it's different when you rake them all together right what i don't understand ryan is you get so disappointed when you don't give a positive score like it's really okay we're not going to be mad at you <laughs> I, well, i'm not worried about you guys i want the integrity of the, the 10 point scale to be there and it's just not but uh i i liked the episode top to bottom i thought it was pretty good you had you had great daphne great Roz on limited minutes marty sucks and that was like a good use of him sucking uh there's no stupid dog great all all systems fire i loved some of the niles's work this is one of those that like brad you get mad about where the plot line's really stupid right like all of the things that they they set up for some weird punches that are fun i like the way that they did them and i liked a lot of the stuff happening in it but ultimately yeah that's what you guys were saying where it's humdrum there's not there's not anything where you're like oh this it was the bees episode you're not going to say that to people to that point i think that this is a solid solid premise fraser and niles have something that they can't have and they spend the episode obsessing over how to get the thing they can't have. That is a a great premise for these characters. And I just think they executed it okay. They executed it weird, right? Like this, the there's just like the technical issues that are weird about this episode. Yeah, I, I would say for me, I think that there was there's a couple things where it's like positive, 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 and then they just go right off the waterfall. They can't even keep the raft afloat. If you go off a waterfall, you don't have to worry about keeping it afloat. They just can't. They can't keep it. Gravity afloat. takes care of that one. <laughs> can't handle the plunge. So yeah, I think I, I'll, I'll give it a five point one just to be a little. I did like it a, a little bit but we've had much better episodes. Yeah. 
Totally. Have you been? Do you keep track of all your scores like Curtis does? No, and mine have all shifted. Like if I if I really had them written down, I would adjust many of them every episode. Yeah, I also wish I would have done a better job of mine. Well, you've seen them all. You you know what to expect. Like that I is don't. True. That is true. Yours are probably the most important, and then. We don't even keep track of them. My expectations of the show shift a lot, very quickly. Here's the thing. This is entirely achievable. All we have to do is ask our friend Courtney to go back to every episode of this show and record both the ratings that you gave and listen to the whole episode so she can get the context for what you thought about it so she can adjust those ratings as necessary. My wife would do that and then just not tell any of us, just to be spiteful. (laughs) I just put in a request to get an intern, so maybe I could add this to my intern's work. That'd be great. In this episode, we find out about a new character. His name is Cam Winston, and he does not appear, but he does factor into this episode. And so presumably, this is a real person that we're going to learn more about as the show continues to go backwards. So what do we really know about this person, Ryan? You are going to look deep into your reverse crystal ball. And tell us, who is Cam Winston? Is it a reverse crystal ball? Is that what I've been using? I think it's a regular ball that sees the past. I do want to intro as saying, I didn't bat two eyelashes at this guy, which is a real phrase people say. I didn't think he was going to be a reoccurring character. And then when you said it, I have to assume he is. But it's also like you guys. So I don't know. Maybe we'll never see him again. Maybe he's like that stupid dog. We'll just never see him again. It's possible. Ryan, I want you to look (laughs) into your crystal ball. And I want you to tell... Tell us about his appearance. Yes, Dracula. I would be happy to. Obviously, all I have to go off of is the voice, but I can I can draw a character around a voice. Can I do the voice? Can I do the voice? Yes, please, Bradley. Niles and Fraser. I'm Niles and Fraser. Are you doing a perfect Jean-Luc Picard? My name is Mott. In the voice, could you say, this country needs a Green New Deal and Medicare for all? This country needs a Green New Deal and Medicare for all. That was less Bernie than I was hoping. I'm sorry, my Bernie, my Bernie voice is like this. That's your Barney voice. <laughs> Slightly different. <laughs> Let's go back to your Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, yeah, spot on. Spot on JLP. I'm, uh, I'm the Baba. This is what Whatever this character's name is, Tim Bonsai Bonsai Burger. Ryan, this is your bed. Go. Let's let's abandon whatever (laughs) he's doing. Yeah, I was supposed to be quiet. I'm going to continue to be quiet. That was the Wizard of Oz, I think. He's either really tall or really short. That's the the vibe I got from the voice. Mm, Um, mm. Definitely has hair. Also, Uh, I'm going to say. Black hair probably died, though. I think he's on the older end of... Uh, mm. I think he's, okay, he's slightly older than Frasier. Is that enough physical appearance? He's white, I assume. I did look up deep-voiced actors, and most of them are black, but there are a couple of white guys I, I got to choose from. But I just assume as a rival to Frasier, he probably is white. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. I, I looked it up. Most of them are black, but there was at least one white guy, so I went with a white guy. You have to eliminate a lot of people very specifically. Like He obviously wasn't doing James Earl Jones, which would be amazing, but clearly wasn't what he was doing. He wasn't doing Sam Jackson, obviously, or like Lawrence Fishburne. You know, there's just a lot of people I could eliminate. And then a lot of people I wasn't sure that I knew. Who was the white guy you thought he was close enough to? I was going to I was going to paint that picture. Also, he clearly okay. wasn't doing like Alan Rickman, mm. which did come up. OK, well, let's move on from appearance. Let's talk about the per- I'm sorry. Ryan, I want you to look into your crystal ball. I want you to tell us about his personality. How come all my voices sound like uh, Bernie Sanders <laughs> and all of Curtis's? Uh, voices sound like Count Chocula. <laughs> 
Blaze is doing a Count Chocula bit for some reason. We don't we don't get it, but oh, uh, when it's Curtis fun. does a bit, it's funny. When I do a bit, it's annoying and boring. Huh. Nobody said this was funny. Doesn't do it every time. I'm sorry that I care about coffee shops. God damn it! <laughs> you should be. So okay, so I think he's an actual funny person, but he's playing a very uh, uh, muted character, basically trying to do like a shitty Frasier impression. But in real life, I think he's a funny person. You're saying the actor is a funny person, or that the character yes. is a funny person? I think like he's funny in some of the weird ways he acts but i think he's a funny actor who's playing like trying to play serious and stuffy but not doing a okay great job. this begs the question who is the actor or are you not ready to reveal i'm painting a picture kurt okay. let me brush okay. Okay. <laughs> let's let ryan brush that's our new expression for this podcast that's the greatest line you've you've given this podcast and this world well ryan i it's not even you have to commit to it now, or you have to go back and re-record. No, I'm yeah. not doing that. Ryan, I want you to tell me about the relationship to Fraser. Well, it's his neighbor. Oh, you're just going to go literal with it. You don't have any more. <laughs> Why would he have a relationship? He's just, I don't have a relationship with any of my neighbors. Do you think that you th- do you think they've ever met? No, I, oh, so I guess I, I, I assume that they've got like a standoffish rivalry, I guess. For the record, this was not meant to be an application you fill out where you have to mark down your emergency contact and your relationship <laughs> to them. I was asking you, how <laughs> do they interact? What is what is their interaction I, like? Well, I think they basically said that one. It's like they, they do run in similar circles. They are, yes. And, most of the time, I don't remember the guy's name. What's his name? Cam Winston. Cam, I assume Cam Winston gets the upper hand a lot of times. Sorry that we're not as close with our neighbors as Curtis is. Yeah, sorry we're not all sitting out on our porch getting beers with our neighbor for yeah. for all of COVID. All right, we all don't yeah. have that relationship, Kurt. Your life suck. Ryan, have you thought to yourself maybe this is Jameis Winston's dad? No, because I don't know anything about Jameis Winston's dad. I thought you were about to stop at Jameis Winston. What did he steal some shrimp or did he accuse someone? With there was some shrimp incident. With yeah, Jameis? at a buffet. At a buffet. He had paid for his yeah. buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Love Jameis. Brian, I want you to tell me what do you think is the importance of Cam Winston to this show? It's, it's, this is real 50-50. We either literally never see him again and you guys have come up with a weird bit or we know he's not in season 11 or the back half of season 10, but I guess he averages three episodes a season for the first nine seasons for some reason. Bear in mind, we just last week said goodbye to Julia. True. So maybe this was the the goodbye to Cam Winston. I mean, we know this is the the show's goodbye to Cam Winston. It would be very similar to how they did the goodbye to character I already forget. Niall's ex wife. Oh, Maris. Maris. Yeah, it would be it would be exactly how we said goodbye to Maris. So maybe interesting. You're saying that Cam Winston is in Argentina? Well, no, I'm saying his last episode we don't see him. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he went to jail. I was at like, the end of this episode. I was thinking about the plot of her storyline and I was like, uh... I don't see the connection. No, just actor usage. Okay. Very frugal production on this show. Brian, who do you think would play Cam Winston? All right, so I want you guys to guess who I was painting a picture of. Okay, Jameis Winston. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brad with a joke. You don't see that every day. This is 2003, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, let me just check this because it is you, Ryan. You're, you painted somebody that would be famous around then, right? Not someone that wasn't even alive then. I know that they were acting then. Fair enough. I didn't want you to be like, 
somebody who's like 20 years old. Yeah, because I'll tell you who I wish was playing it, and I don't think is. But I'll tell you that later. I know who you're describing. You're describing James Garner, the man who played Cockford. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great joke if, if for this show's run, they had James Garner as a guest star playing this Cam Winston character, and the one episode, like his last episode as a character, they don't get the guest star, and instead they just mention Rockford Files a lot? I want to emphasize, I really focused on the voice, because that's yeah. literally all I had to go off of. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. And my um, courtesy could be like, you're not funny, blah, blah, blah. But I, I went with Richard Ricola. I don't know who that is. Is he the guy that invented the throat lozenge? He played Peter and two guys a girl on a pizza. Party. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, Midwest. What was that? Can you do that? Oh my god again? Yeah. Why'd you get so Midwest on us? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I looked that guy up. So I went to image search and almost every hit is just the Ricola lozenges. <laughs> <laughs> Huge name that you dropped. Oh, oh Rucola. I spelled I spelled it like Ricola. You know what though? I will give you this. I was going for that level of forehead. Yeah, right. Of yeah. Richard Ricola. There's one picture of him, and then the rest is just Ricola. Hold on, Ryan. If you think it's a forehead situation, it's a four. I think it's a forehead situation. I now think that you think Kelsey Grammer puts on like a mustache and plays. <laughs> oh, oh, I wish. I wish I thought that. Yeah, that would be great. You think Kelsey Grammer is such a good actor? I think he's such a good. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be, that'd be great. All right, enough suspense. Who is it? Um, so I was, I was back and forth between two. I tried to make him a little older, and I think this guy's easier to make older. I assume a Brad favorite. Brad Garrett. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't think he would have been older then. The only problem no. with him, I, well, I think you could dress him up as older, even in his prime. Uh, I think the only problem with him is it's hard to not make him sound kind of eeyore and I think mm. this guy wins a lot. And he was on, you know, a major sitcom at the time, too. Sure, yeah, but I, I mean, I assume they could get him. Also, it started early. I don't know when everybody loves Raymond started. Everybody loves Raymond started in the 90s. Well, so the other one I thought, who I was close on, I thought maybe Patrick Warburton, because oh. I know he was in Seinfeld at that point, but I kind of thought he was probably typecast into that New Jersey Devil fan role. Yeah, that's right. This would be post uh, yeah, Seinfeld. By, by sure. Yeah, but I don't think he's done all the other stuff yet. Emperor's New Groove had already come out by that time. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I assume this guy was in like season two of Fraser. Oh, well. So then the guy I thought that really I wish I, I hope is it, but I don't think makes sense timeline wise. It should have been John Hamm. That would be the perfect guy for what I'm picturing. Mm. Well, mm, it, yeah, it, it is possible at the time because he was acting in terrible like small roles. Um, so it's possible. It took him a long time to get famous. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident it won't be him, but that's the guy that like I'm really picturing in my head. I, I looked at Patrick Warburton and I saw immediately an image that was very strange and I clicked on it and it's on IMDb. And apparently at the time, he cannot be on Frasier because he was busy with a show called Happy Family. It's just a picture of him in his underpants for some reason and another man. It's, it's the show. Another man in the bedroom with him putting a shirt on. All of this fits Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen most of them in their underwear or less at this point. Anything else you want to share with us about what you envision for the future of Cam Winston? I, he's either in he's either in 25 episodes or you guys are being super weird tonight. It's one of the two. I don't know. I honestly don't know which it is. I think understanding that Curtis and I are mysterious people is really important. And knowing that we could do anything is going to help you in this podcast future. Did you just give me a fortune? Yes. <laughs> Why? On the back of it, just you learn Chinese. Yeah. Um, uh, those are my lucky numbers. So, Ryan, don't put away that crystal ball yet, because I need you to tell us what we can expect next week when we cover the previous episode. It's season 10, episode 10, We Two Kings. I got to tell you, Kurt, I, this one was impossible. Like, I don't know how this will be funny at all or what they could possibly do. Here's what I came up with. The Crane Boys have finally conquered 
conquered Seattle psychiatry. Frazier on the radio, Niles with his real job. The two clash when deciding how to exert their probably real influence. Uh, That's it. That's all I got. I think you're weirdly getting better. Is he? It sounds like he's forgotten it's a sitcom. What do you think We Two Kings could possibly be? I know you've seen the episode, but like you forget. What what could that possibly be alluding to? A a card game? Uh, I mean, I doubt it. We've already done a poker episode. I doubt it. I thought chess maybe, but like, I don't know how you'd make that fun or funny. Maybe it's a Roz and Daphne do drag episode. I doubt it again, but maybe doesn't again. I don't, I don't even know how that would make sense, but maybe I'm going to give Ryan a positive on that one. I think you're being too hard on Curtis. I mean, Ryan tonight. I don't know anyone. You try to come up with one, Kurt, and we'll, we'll say that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. And thank you for listening. Uh, don't bother with our socials. Just, you know, fuck off. You guys don't have to fuck off. You can just, you don't have to leave a review, but you don't have to fuck off. And for myself, Ryan for Brad, add Damey. No, there's just there's so much in the world right now. I, I don't even know where to start. Not, you're not, you're to you're not allowed politics. to talk about current events. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Remember, Brad, we want to talk about fun things and have a good time. We have just, just a good time. Just a goodish time would be nice.